Welcome to Sports, 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 the of sports, apparently. Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations with me tonight, my co-host, the exclamation point, the passion one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Hello. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 166. How are we? Feel pretty good. Feel pretty good. You guys sound it. Now, I will say we we are a day behind. Yeah. And that's because... And a dollar short. Yeah, always. Yeah, come come through on us, Casper. Come on, Casper. (laughs) Bring it. Uh, That is because one of uh, my co-hosts, or possibly myself, was... Uh, feeling a bit wimpish last night. Uh, could, couldn't, quite get, over. couldn't quite get the tea up. Uh, yeah. So we we couldn't record last night. So apologies to the one or two of you who are listening today. <laughs> it was me. I just wasn't feeling good. I wasn't feeling it. So you know what though? I think it. it was it was the right call. I yep. Reed and I discussed it as well. We were both. I was I was extremely tired. Yeah, I was last night. It was just not. It wasn't. It didn't. We can only do this when the feeling is right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Wasn't in the cards. You got when your creative mojo is. It's either there or it isn't. Mm -hmm. And um, amazingly, it's always been there on Wednesdays for us. Wednesday (laughs) nights. Yeah, this was just an off Wednesday. It was an off Wednesday. Yeah, I kind of felt like this Wednesday. This. This last Wednesday, yesterday, felt like a Tuesday. It did. That makes sense. Sure did. Sure did. And I was like, not another one, guys. Not another yep. hump day. Oh, yep. man. But we made it. We're here. We did it. It's good to see you guys. Rowdy, your beard looks good. We haven't talked about that in a while. Uh, Thanks. I like the hood we t- tonight, too. Yeah. Can we talk about that? What's going on with yeah. the hood? The hood? I was just cold today. Mm. All day? Um. Yeah, I mean, is that a problem? It's been very windy today. Yeah, I said I said I said outside. Yeah, I said outside today and worked, and yeah, I just was very cold. It's a heat wave though. Got to sixty. Going to be sixty again tomorrow. Living it up. (laughs) Man, this is a good podcast. Well, welcome everybody. Yeah, yeah, I think that covers the (laughs) the uh, the personal news and the weather. Uh, Welcome everybody. Thanks for coming in, walking alongside us on this journey through sports that we do. Every Thursday now. Uh, <laughs> since you're here, hey, could you do me a favor? Go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever your preferred uh, podcast platform is. And uh, go ahead and get in there. Rifle through. See if you can find a reviews option. And once you get there in that reviews option, see if you can find that five-star review. Go ahead and hit that as well. Yeah. Really appreciate that. Smash it. Yeah, smash it. Are we on Spotify yet? Are we working on that? I don't remember. We, well, good question. So I started the process. I've never circled back to find oh, out what okay. happened. I didn't know if we had to be vetted and Spotify just told us to kiss off or what. But So the first time when Spotify first started podcasts, here's a little inside baseball for you guys, uh, you one or two listeners. The first time when Spotify started podcasts, you did have to be vetted. Okay. And you're going to be shocked to hear. That. Yep, we did not make it. They were only, <laughs> they were only the, taking the top 100,000 podcasts 
Mm. We didn't make it. Really? Damn. We weren't in the top 100,000? I think it was, I, it might have been top 10,000, but whatever the cutoff was, they were like, you had to have X amount of listeners. And, and mm. we were new. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chalk it up to we were new. Yeah. So we didn't make that round. Okay. And now they've opened up to anybody. Oh, okay. And we're, I'm pretty we sure. We qualify for that. I th- I'm pretty sure we do. I'm pretty sure we can make it if they allow anybody in. Now, yeah. will they take our entire back catalog? Oh, they're going to take the whole back catalog. Oh, yeah. They're going <sighs> to celebrate the entire catalog. Now, the question becomes, though, gentlemen, uh, as Groucho Marx put it, do we want to be a part of a club that would have us as members? Uh, yeah. I'm. That's a good question. Yeah. I join any club. Really? <laughs> any club that I'll have you. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh-huh. club? Um, sure. Why not? What's your definition of a club? Yeah, hair club, hair club for men. Are you on that? I mean, Him. I'll put it this way. I got I, I got a uh letter from the Masons once and I mm. considered uh attending. <laughs> you you were like uh, Columbia House, CD of the Month Club. Sure, I did, I'm I, in. I, I did that for a while too, and you know what? I got some. I got some great CDs. What's that called? Negative. How many CDs did you get? Negative. More than two. Advertising or something? Yeah. Like yes. Yeah. There's a new documentary out about this. I know. I watched the preview of it. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last club I joined is when we were living together, Snoop, in Indianapolis. When I joined the. Uh, local moose lodge because they had dollar 75 oh. gin and tonics <laughs> oh yeah there you go what the antelope uh, club i had friends it? who are antelope club members yeah downtown. yeah there's the antelope club in downtown indianapolis and the gatling gun club which is uh oh. also similar similar where that it's uh uh cheap drinks oh yeah old, old people they're looking for new fresh blood mm. yeah so, i just what's where's the gatling club Gat, so, Gatlin, Gatlin okay. Club. So Gatlin, this is like going to be super Gun interesting Club. for there people who don't live in Indianapolis. So <laughs> the Antelope yes. Antelope Club is on Delaware. Delaware, yeah, and then oh, right around the six hundred block of Delaware. I sure. think the Gatlin Gun Club is on um, Illinois. Oh. Is G- so. Gatlin Gun? And, and, and it looks similar. Hmm. Yeah, is the Gatlin Gun? I'm sorry, I didn't know. It's a gerund. I was unaware. I thought it was Gatlin. Is there a G at the end of Gatling gun? Yeah. Like Gat. Oh. Oh, it's a gerund. I thought it. Yeah, was it's not like Gatlin. It's not like Gatlinburg. Yeah, it's not like Gatlinburg. Oh. Uh, because really. the guy, the guy, yeah, the guy who invented it, his name was Gatling. Right, George, Richard Jordan Gatling, of course. Yeah. Um, no, I just assumed uh, it was Gatlin. Nope. Maybe I watched too much Dirty Dozen. I, I I don't know why, but I always drop the G. Hmm. You live and you learn. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Well, for those interested in joining the Moose Lodge, it's located <laughs> behind the McDonald's on 56th and Keystone. I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was that experience mm-hmm. like? Did like did the other like was there an initiation process or was it just no. like, no, pay us this money no, and you can I come just drink went, here? Uh, I got sponsored by a guy I worked with uh, because he was in it. And then uh, we just would go after work and drink there. Sounds like a decent club. I, I mean, that yeah, was it. a pretty it. cool I club. 
from what I understood, the Moose uh, sponsor underprivileged children and they have big like summer camps up somewhere in Michigan. Yeah. Huh. Yep. But I think huh. I had to pay like 20 bucks and I got a card, but I never went like they had to have like family potlucks and stuff. I never did any of that. I just went to the bar. What's with the, so where did the, Roddy, this feels like it's right up your alley. Yeah. Where did the proliferation of these clubs start i i want to say just off the top of my head it's got to be in like what post-world war ii boosterism no i mean nothing in post-civil war uh, yeah i think post-civil war uh like if you i mean from especially especially the late 19th century early early 20th century you've got like the odd fellows and the masons right, sure. huge the but those are um, those society. but those Elks, those feel lot. like yeah those feel more secret society than they yeah. feel social club yeah but it's all just kind of i mean it's all it's all kind of a mix there are a lot of them that had like native american themes and um yeah there's always an, there's some kind of element of secret society to it but it's both it's basically just a a networking uh a networking thing yeah i mean i, I think that's interesting it's interesting that if you look at uh those clubs and then also um uh like the fact that it the majority of people attended a church um and yeah, I think the moose is a christian organization yeah well i get it it's yeah. a, there's just a, there were a, there were a lot more um ways to get to like get together and socialize um back then so yeah it's just it's interesting that we don't have that now like that's not a thing that like like a lot of people would be members of a lot of different clubs and so yeah. like every night of the week you'd have a different mm-hmm. i don't know maybe they just wanted to be away from their families i don't that could be too i don't know so you you're saying that people were members of like odd fellows and elks or elks and moose yeah i think you could be yeah really uh-huh. and what about the lions club mm-hmm. they're all animals uh, odd fellows aren't animals kiwanis whatever that is i i went to a kiwanis meeting once kiwanis is more uh, about business though it's more business oriented it's yeah, like a like a more social um, chamber Entre- of commerce. Entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a chamber of commerce that supports child labor laws and the 40-hour work week and things like that, unlike the right. chamber of commerce. Correct. That's yeah. you, You're nailing it. Yes, thank you. Uh, so the my association or my understanding and why I really put it in that time frame was because of the Flintstones. Oh yeah, they well, were a member of that it. club. Do you remember, Rowdy, what what the name of their club was with the hats? Uh, it was like a spinoff of the Shriners or something. Yeah, well, they were, had bigger. They it was like a it was like a bison. Oh, that's right. It had horns, didn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was like a Scottish helmet. With so that's horns. why I wondered if it was that type of of club. water buffaloes. They were the, it was the water the water buffaloes. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. Yep. But yeah, I would think, I would think that there would be a resurgence or could be a resurgence of these types of clubs. I know when I was a younger man and in my single years, I had a lot of friends who had joined the antelope club downtown 
and I would join them in the in the revelry that ensued at the Antelope Club without ever being a member. What right. were their drink prices like? I think it was a dollar and a quarter for a highlight. Ooh, wow. Yeah, which is still like, I mean, you're making, that was a th- thousand percent markup. <laughs> yeah, free <laughs> headache. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't think you spent more than $3 on anything. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it. the champagne of beers is probably the most accurate uh, description of high life because after a couple, it's instantaneous headache. At least mm, the tannin's experience. gonna get you. Yeah. Yep. The tannin's gonna get yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that's right. Mm. Well, I'm glad we're here all talking about sports. Hey, Rowdy. Yo. How about some sports? Well, we're actually not gonna talk about sports because Great. let's do it. <laughs> because sandwiches it is. Bill Belichick does not <laughs> stick to, to sports. Um so Ooh. Uh, Mr. Mr. Belichick, uh earlier this week the acting defense secretary, Christopher Miller, uh released mm-hmm. a message to the uh the defense department uh where he quoted uh, the quote, incomparable football coach, Bill Belichick. Um, and when Bill Belichick was asked, um, about this comment, um, he saw an opening. He said, well, Bill Belichick hit the hole. Yeah. He said, I appreciate the kind words. And he said, well, we're on the subject. I read his point about combating traditional threats and I couldn't help but think and hope that we've seen from other countries around the world. Um, and I hope that our country will take action against Turkey and Azerbaijan for their unprovoked and deadly attacks on Armenians. We've seen that when a humanitarian crisis and things like that, like ethnic cleansing, or he actually said ethnic cleaning, apparently, uh, go unpunished. Um, I do support you to or encourage you to support your local ethnic cleaning, um, uh, dry cleaning facilities. Yeah. Um, when ethnic cleaning goes unpunished, uh, that they just continue to happen. And I hope that we can put a stop mm. to that. So this support for Armenia is probably because his um, right-hand man, Burj Najarian, uh, who is the... Uh, Najarian. Yeah. Najarian, the director of football and head coach administration. Uh, hmm. he, is, he is Armenian. And his grandfather actually survived the Armenian genocide. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so back in, I think, 2015, when Belichick went to the White House... Uh, to meet with Obama, uh, Nigerian asked him if he would wear a Armenian flag pin uh, to support Armenians, and so he he did do that. So he's actually spoken out about Armenia like for several Quite years. Quite a bit. Now. So yeah, yeah, that's wild because he never talks about anything. Yeah, now, it was my really- understanding that Belichick was a Trump supporter. So I wonder if he ever talked to the Don about Armenia. Yeah, I don't know. Well, didn't we finally recognize the Armenian genocide in twenty? Well, that is that is true. Like he may have, because uh, yeah, while Obama was president, the United States wouldn't call it a genocide. Uh, so that yeah, that didn't happen until last year. 
So well, are we going to give the credit to Bill Belichick or Kim Kardashian? Oh, I oh, yeah. bet it was that. Kim Kardashian. That's yeah. true. Yeah, she is also Armenian, right? Hmm. This is this is, um, I guess surprisingly out of character for Bill Belichick for sure. in three distinct ways for me. One that he went out of his way to make this comment, um, without being prompted, right? And I the only time I, I've ever seen this from him is when he does this when he talks about punting and special teams where he just kind of goes on a rant mm-hmm, that yeah. where he hasn't been prompted. So I think it's, it's interesting because, and, and out of character, because he, he came back around to it. He said, thanks for the compliment. Also, now that you brought it up, I do have yeah. a couple other things to say. So that's surprising mm-hmm. too, obviously that he did not stick to sports. And I think we were, right. We were all, um, we kind of agree with that. Right. Reed. I mean, this is kind of, just odd for him to speak oh. on anything that wasn't about football specifically. And like you said, unprompted and to volunteer any kind of subject. Yes. Very un- right. un- unlike Belichick. Right. And I guess the third thing for me that seems very odd is, um, and maybe it's not in, in this, in this context, but he doesn't seem to be a person who has a lot of um, loyalty in the professional space correct like, mm-hmm. once your usefulness is gone he doesn't really have much time for you at all so right. it's it's maybe that's different with guys like um nigerian who are his support staff you know mm-hmm. maybe he's a he's a very loving and caring guy i mean i know he's best buzz with like john bon jovi and talk they bon jovi always talks about what a cut up he is so maybe it's different bon jovi yeah, R. I. Is he the one that yeah. just died yeah he bon sure jovi did rip john bon jovi yep yep he was wanted dead or alive and now he's dead horse uh, in the sky van halen mm-hmm. van halen oh yes mm-hmm. i always get them confused uh, sir that's a that's a um unfortunate confusion well when people were talking is... about eddie van halen dying i was like uh, people were naming all these songs i was like why is no one naming like living on a prayer and <laughs> stuff like that i was really hoping we were going to go with this john bon jovi died bit for yeah. like another 15 minutes for a few more minutes <laughs> i'm just i'm well, just i, I, li- I listen to completed uh van halen with bon jovi mm-hmm well, I listened to some Van Halen songs and a lot of them I just never I hadn't heard. So, yeah, not not super familiar with their catalog. So, I I'll, 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 I'll check them out. Van Halen, not Van Hagar. Is that that's what I keep hearing? Yeah. I mean, Perhaps. Van Hagar had some hits. Probably had Perhaps. the bigger hits in essence with the MTV era, but man, early Van Halen was awesome. Perhaps Perhaps Eddie Van Halen and uh, John Bon Jovi were birthed from the same uh, CSI, CSI, uh, CIA. I don't know why I said CSI, <laughs> CIA uh, secret operation. Oh. Um, similar to like uh, all the assassins with three names. Oh, very mm. good. Yeah. 
what would know, the operation but, be called? You know, because we got like Operation Paperclip, and what would that operation be called? Uh, operation, well, boring would be like Operation Pick Guard, Operation <laughs> Hairspray. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Operation Leather Pants. Yeah. Gardens. But I, it's it's quite possible. I mean, maybe that's why we're that. Maybe that's why you're confused, Rowdy. It's it's intention. The intention is confusion. They're trying to throw you off the scent. Yeah, and I'll give you this: if any rock star is going to be a CIA asset, it's John Bon Jovi. You think so? With, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Tops the list. Oh yeah. I actually saw a slideshow the other day. I got sucked into a slideshow. Top CIA potential CIA offers. Yeah. 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 And he 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 actually uh came in at number two. Oh. Hmm. And number one uh, was? Uh the guy who wrote Hamilton. Oh I, yeah. Uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely a CIA player, without a doubt. Yeah, I I could see that. Yep, for sure. So yeah, it was a He's, twist. It was okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna, call, I'm gonna call it now. That guy. <laughs> Timestamp this. Timestamp. Yeah. Email I, yourself I, I right this, now, Rowdy. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll tell you. I've got the same feeling about him. I know where this is going. That I Go had ahead. about Kevin Spacey. Oh, not the guy I thought you were gonna say. Oh, I didn't know. I, 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 I would not have put my finger on exactly what I, what I distrusted about Kevin Spacey at the time. Mm. But he was always one of those actors that I was just like, ah, I don't like this guy. It's the Kaiser Sose thing. Mm. And and that's the thing. I've liked movies that he's been in, but every time I see him, him. I'm just like, ah, no, there's something off about this guy. And I think the same thing about this uh, Hamilton guy. Mm. So just, See, I thought you were going to go with John. I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to go with John C. Calhoun. The same feeling you had about John C. Calhoun. No, because no, John C. Calhoun, uh, Ham, this guy, that guy probably wrote a rap about John C. Calhoun. I don't, I don't know, but um if he I don't know. A, I don't if, know how hip hop works. Okay, if this guy, <laughs> if he wrote a, if he would write a diss track about John C. Calhoun, then I might come around. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I I don't have anything against the guy. I don't really know much about him. I'm just saying he's one of those people that when I see him, I get I get the kind of like, uh, I don't know. The I don't know. and you don't Something's you don't feel like out. skeletons in the closet. Hmm. And you don't feel like uh, K-Pax or uh, Pay It Forward was the same sort of level of of uh, redemption that a diss track about John C. Calhoun would be for Lin-Manuel Miranda? You know what? I've never seen K-Pax, but knowing all we know about <laughs> Kevin Spacey now, I think, yes. okay, this is what I need to do. I need to have a weekend. I've never watched either of these movies. I need to watch K-Pax <laughs> and Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams. Both of those movies, I feel like they're, I feel like those two, Terrible. uh, I've those, seen them. those, those you, are kind of joined in my head, kind of like the, you know, when they put out like two volcano movies or two asteroid movies, I, yeah. I feel like you, those two are might, kind of conjoined. You should also watch, you should have a, a, a weekend, um, movie extravaganza that you watch K-Pax 
Bicentennial Man, AI phenomenon with John Travolta. Oh my God, yes. Oh my and God. Powder. Powder. I was just <laughs> going to say powder. Yep. Yeah, powder. powder and phenomenon. I've seen yeah. All of those movies. Uh huh. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Just roll them back to back. Yeah. I don't know the order yet. I'm just I, saying, like, you, you got to start just stacking them. I always get Phenomenon and City of Angels confused in my and head. Michael. Man, Remember movies Michael? were movies used to be so good, didn't they? No. <laughs> they really didn't. <laughs> I mean, I remember Clueless was good, but I don't Clueless, remember. Excellent film. Yeah. Man, well, speaking of entertainment. Thank um, you. <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> there, there's been some rumors that uh, the the WWE or at least WWE uh, performers uh, would be welcomed into uh, SAG-AFTRA. Yeah, the, tell me about the, this. The I entertainment saw... union. So okay, whoa, I saw you can't this... unionize WWE. That's been an ongoing battle. Well, so WWE, they uh, there's been a lot of talk about it this year. Well. Part part of what's spurring that on is that the WWE has re- released a new set of rules um, about ending third party content. So there are a lot of uh, WWE performers who make quite a bit of money on uh, services like Twitch and and uh you know stream like um oh man i'm blanking on the guy's name but one of the one of the big wrestlers uh he actually runs a um video game stream and youtube channel was it one of those brothers the wahoo brothers or whatever i don't know i don't really know it's called up up down down it's uh let me let me google this xavier woods you're talking about the aka AKA, uh austin creed uh is Mm -hmm. the wrestler but Anyway, so the WWE's been trying to uh, clamp down on this because they want to be making money from these performers. Um, but the WWE, they are uh, technically, I think, registered as like independent contractors. They are, yep. And so there was a WWE performer named uh, Zelina Vega who recently was released uh, from her WWE contract partially because of all this uh, uh, third-party content uh, ruling. And so she has been talking to... um, She tweeted that she supported unionization, and then uh, SAG-AFTRA actually uh, said, hey, you know, wrestling is as much about media as it is about sports, and we are going to directly engage with members of this profession to help find ways for them to protect themselves. As more people reinvest in unions and as more working people are harassed by employers who don't want to protect them, SAG-AFTRA is committed to doing what we can to help professional wrestlers secure the protections they deserve. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I, I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens because there were, I know one of the last times we covered wrestling was the whole uh, deal where they got stuck in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they went to and, Saudi Arabia. And you had like there were certain wrestlers who were like, "Hey, this whole situation is weird," and then there were a lot of wrestlers who were kind of afraid to speak out because they, you know, they if they get cut, they you know that's their they see that as like you know the WWE is holding all the power in that relationship. Oh yeah, they're a monopoly in a lot of ways, and I I know that there's been some 
some upstart uh, entertainment entities that have tried to take some of that away. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, they they hold quite a bit of the power, especially since they what was that ten or fifteen years ago they bought WCW, which was the other big mm. competitor in the space. So yeah. So, it's, the I don't same, know. it's the same with UFC too. They're in a big battle now with Dana White uh, because UFC, uh, they're not allowed to unionize. Well, so, yeah, their, their, their rules are a lot more lax though. And, and I mean, not saying that they shouldn't be allowed to unionize, but um, I know that that's one of the things that even Dana White has said is like, we don't, uh, we don't put any restrictions on our people because th that was actually something I was looking at around the the election, just seeing what some of these UFC people were were seeing what tweeting. seeing what Dana White had to say. Yeah, we're that's... tweeting and tweeting and everything about the election, which was pretty top shelf stuff. Yeah, but like you know, that's been a that's been a big issue. Is like a lot of these UFC people are promoting like QAnon and oh, yeah. all these conspiracies and stuff, and their their uh, take is like. Yeah, we don't tell them what to do. Like it, it's they are their own people. They can tweet what they want. They can, you know, do what they want to promote themselves. Um, but yeah, what's so? What's the story though with unionization there? Well, I think the problem I, with UFC. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about it, but from what I've read and seen, uh, from what I'm hearing, people are saying it. It's it's really comes down to just. Uh, the lack of like a profit sharing model, like the purses for the fights and everything aren't anywhere close to a decent percentage of their income and their pull in turn, especially since they've been fighting during the pandemic without crowds and everything uh, and kept going. I think the argument from Dana White's side is that they've lost revenue. Remember the whole Island talk and, you know, they went and did yeah, the yeah, Island yeah. thing and all that. Oh yeah. But, um, I mean, I, it it's it seems like kind of the same narrative as anything else is that Dana White is completely anti-union and I mean they he's got all the power but the workforce and the labor force I mean the only reason there are UFC fights is because these uh, men and women are fighting and they're not getting the purses that uh you know that they uh deserve uh, in some instances. And, you know, I mean, maybe they need like a Don King figure to act like they're getting the money and then he just gets it all. But I mean, you, you need some kind of representation. I'm not going to, um, that makes sense. I'm not going to argue against unionization. I think we've, we've staked out a pretty clear um, plot in the uh, pro worker, pro union side of this, but I will say in the, at least in UFC, um, where possibly um, boxing went wrong, and this is just me talking out of my butt in some ways, but maybe what Dana White has done right is separate the idea of promotion of the fighter versus promotion of the fight. And he's basically said, look, you as a fighter, you can do whatever you want to promote your image. And he's actually pushing a lot of that onto the fighter themselves to say, you got to drum up your own business and your own right. interest in you as a fighter. And then I'm going to give you an opportunity to come into the ring, compete, and then 
um, and you can take whatever outcome comes from that and then continue to promote yourself. Yeah. Uh, people have done this, like done this really well, like the Conor McGregor's or the Anderson Silva's of the world, or even like John Jones, Bones sure. Jones. Yeah. But it takes away from the actual athletic uh, aspect of it. Like mm -hmm. you, the competition part is actually minimized in a lot of ways. And, and maybe yeah. he's trying to like, well, maybe he's trying to take some of the WWE model and say, we're, there's more emphasis on the um, personality and, and less emphasis on the actual outcome of the, the event. Right. Um, I don't know. The classic battle of financial risk versus bodily injury risk right i mean in any kind of players union specifically contact sports football hockey things like that. i mean right. that's always the thing that comes up is that the ownership is is taking the brunt of the financial risk but the players or the fighters are taking the brunt of quality of life risks down the road and well not just that balance out yeah, and not just that, but when you look comparing UFC to WWE, WWE you're you you are reliant on that entire ecosystem and that entire yeah. the, the 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 mechanism of WWE to promote and perpetuate you as a brand and as a person. In in UFC, you're not fighting every week. You're right. you're fighting every 3, 6, 9 months. So it becomes dependent on you to like create your brand, which is what, which is what boxing did, you know, like mm -hmm. it's what, you know, Alpine skiers do. Yes, we have the world cup, but it's up to you to go out and find your own sponsorship and promote your yourself. And then we'll give you an opportunity to then extend that, that, uh, brand i hate using that term that brand if you win this competition that we're putting it up yeah. but it's on it's incumbent upon the, com, the competitive body to put together uh an enticing package for people to come and and compete you know like that's their business is like getting people in the door to see that event and it's up to you to promote yourself to get all of those those uh, promotions and sponsorships. Yeah, it makes sense in UFC. It doesn't make sense to me in WWE because it's a TV show. Well, and yeah, it, the outcome is determined. Yeah, it's yeah. all kayfabe. Yeah. So yeah, they should definitely the be in a union. The is real, and the the risk of injury and all that is real. But yes, it is a scripted product. And if you're yeah, and you're presented, you know, week in and week out with with a script with a storyline. It makes sense to to be unionized and to be in SAG. What's it called now? SAG AFTA. SAG AFTRA. AFTRA. SAG Antifa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Say, Antifa. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Well, speaking of enticing packages. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> nice. Give it to me. Columbo uh, brought the verdict to judge. What is the uh, what is the oh. story here? Sounds like uh, sounds like uh, one of my favorite TV shows. What's what's going on? Uh, so here's what happened. Uh, it all went down in New York City, uh, actually in New Jersey. Uh, the New same, York same. same same same. <laughs> uh, 
New York Football Giants, uh, the three and seven Giants, uh, in the in the thick of it for the NFC East. <laughs> it's disgusting, but true. <laughs> it, nothing I said so far was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they unexpectedly, out of the blue, fired their offensive line coach Mark Colombo, former uh, Dallas Cowboy great, um, yeah. on Wednesday. Uh, don't know what happened, but according to reports. Uh, there was some hands thrown between uh, Mark Colombo and head coach Joe Judge. And this was all about um, – it was it all stemmed from Joe Judge wanting to hire an offensive line consultant uh, named Dave Guglielmo. And I'm pretty sure I nailed that name. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Colombo, six foot eight. After all. Six foot eight, three three hundred thirty pound. Uh, Dave Colombo didn't take kindly to this idea, and according to reports, I'm hearing people are saying hands were thrown. From what I understand, uh, again, according to reports, Joe Judge uh, was uh, knocked out, got licked. So, yep, yep. And then uh, got licked. Have you guys seen? Have you seen Friday? You know what yeah. happened to Debo? Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Columbo said, where's my money, Craig? Where's my money, Craig? You got <laughs> knocked the f*** <laughs> out. Uh, yeah, so that's what I, so he, he was uh, promptly fired and replaced. Now, that's what I'm hearing. I've, I've read some other news sources where maybe that, that wasn't the case, but um, here at Sports, 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 we're running with – we're running with oh uh, yeah, I yeah, love this fisticuffs. I'm I am. Where's TMZ when you need TM, them? Where's TMZ that has, video? Where's that video? Yeah, we got Ray Rice video. We don't have Mark Colombo video, right? Come on, come on, come on, man. Everybody's wired now. Everybody's got that CCTV rolling. Let's see it. Yeah, you can't tell me the Meadowlands doesn't have like twenty-seven cameras from nine different angles on this thing. Come on, right. Yeah, I love think- this story. <laughs> yes. I mean, it just for for one thing, it's the epitome of what the Giants are this year. Mm-hmm. Just an absolute train wreck. That's what mm-hmm. I was thinking too. Yeah. But I mean, to, to <laughs> see to see Judge, to know what Judge looks like, and then to have watched Colombo play for Dallas all those years. I mean and it, 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 I'm sure it was not pretty. Even if he just punched oh, him no. once, it was not pretty. There is additional intrigue with this whole thing because yeah. Jason Garrett, former Cowboys coach, is also the offensive coordinator for the Giants right now. So Jason Garrett, I'm pretty sure, brought in Mark Colombo to be the offensive line coach. Yeah, with the Dallas connection, sure. Yeah. So now that's got to be awkward in those coaches' meetings when Jason Garrett's going, ooh, ooh, you know, that was my guy. I brought him in. I used to coach him. And now Joe Judge is looking at me because it's weird. It's like, you know, it's work. your coworker, you started dating your coworker's best friend, and then you broke up. And now, well, not even broke up. You had a uh, domestic physical dispute. altercation, yeah. <laughs> domestic <laughs> dispute with them. And now you still got to go back and, and talk to them. Yeah, that's weird. And then on top of that, apparently Joe Judge is like, he's kind of a jerk generally. So when I read this, I wasn't surprised. 
I wasn't I wasn't like okay. So everything I've read about Joe Judge, his be, him being a stickler, him being a hard ass, it just caught up with him. Yeah, I can't imagine that there's that much a machismo floating around the NFL, and somebody hasn't decked somebody. Right. Yeah. Well, and if you watch any of the Dallas games, you wouldn't even know Joe Judge is the head coach because every time they show the coach, uh, any coach in uh, for the Giants or give him any airtime, they always put it on. Uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name, the Ginger, J- Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. Yeah. You. Yeah. I mean, literally, if you were just a casual fan, you would think Jason Garrett was the head coach of the New York Giants. Yeah. Do you remember there was a there was an off season story, and it was I think it was Saquon. It was uh, Barkley who was saying that there was a it was a day that they were supposed to have a walkthrough, and Judge made them put on full pads and do like sprints for like forty five minutes, like grown ass men, professionals, millionaires. A lot of these guys doing sprints like they're a high school team, <laughs> because Joe Judge like is just such a turd and thinks that he's going to like, he's going to break these men. Like he's bear Bryant. Well, yeah. What's going on. I mean, what's going on with the Mora family? I mean, this was a, this was a top tier ownership. I mean, you, you, when, whenever you hear about the best ownership in football, you always hear about the Roonies in Pittsburgh and the Moras in New York. And I mean, uh, it seems to me they've lost control. They've also had some horrible coaches, over the last few years, and they let Eli oh, yeah. Manning completely like piss away his career. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, something's going on with the ownership oh, there too. They've lost control. Get yeah. them out of there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I really think that it happened, even though oh. I I don't think that we'll get you the come video. out. We'll get it. We'll get it. Uh, yeah, I don't think it come. You come out and say to all these other news sources that, you know, uh, previous, contrary to previous reporting, there was not a physical altercation right. unless there was a physical altercation. Well, I can't wait till Sunday to see if he's got on a face shield that's tinted, or he's got on some mm. dark sunglasses, or he got a mm. big shiner. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be rich on Sunday. I can't wait. Yeah, he's got his eighty era. Oh, uh, well, he's he's got his face mask, like his face shield. He's got his mask over. He's got his a gator mouth. on. Yeah. But then he also has like Sunglasses. some some spider ski goggles on. Right. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm just you're being cautious here. Got those yeah. Jane Fonda joints on, big old glasses. But they're yeah. three and seven. They're in the thick of it. That's so I, I mean, yeah, I they could win this thing. They're on a two game winning streak. The offensive line is actually playing better. I mean. Wayne Gallman actually looks like a professional running back. So yeah, I don't know what the, what the issue was. Um, I know that Googly Mo and Joe judge, I think were both bill Belichick guys. So that may oh, have something yeah, to do with it. And then you had Columbo and Garrett come in from uh, team Dallas. Uh, Maybe they got into Jerry. an argument about the Armenian genocide. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's all coming I, together. I bet that's what they they do in those coaches' meetings. They're like, let's talk international politics. Joe Judge is a genocide uh, denier. Denier. Yeah. yeah. I took one look at him, and I could tell that. 
What else we got? Hey, uh, did you guys hear about the bubble uh, coming to Indy? Maybe. Potential. Possibly. Possible bubble. What, what's like the a housing here? bubble? What, what, what's the latest? I don't know what the latest is, but as of yesterday, the word on the street, I'm hearing, people are telling me, NCAA right down the road from me uh, is saying that we are in talks, Indianapolis, in talks to host the NCAA March Madness bubble. Don't oh. know how many teams, teams, uh, TBD, uh, oh, time TBD. It's got to be 68. It could be, could be less. I don't know. Things are going to get weird this year. Uh, right now, we don't even know if we're going to have a tournament. We missed the tournament last year, but yeah, it completely ruined the NBA draft for me because I didn't know who anyone was. Same. It was very hard. I was like, yeah. did these guys? Was this this year? Who Feels like last year. Guy? There's yeah. a six, seven foot one guy from Memphis. What? Oh, James Wiseman. Well, yeah, that was a whole story. If you remember, he like he got kicked out of school because he they paid that. him. Yeah, they it oh. came up that they paid him. Yeah, Penny Penny be paying people. Oh, that's right, the Penny Hardaway thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the word right now is that there there is a preliminary talks to bring the March Madness bubble to Indianapolis, the the tournament bubble to Indy, which is crazy. That they're even talking about this during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, guys, so far every every prediction we've had about the pandemic has been spot, spot on. on. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Where are we with this one? <laughs> Thoughts? Thoughts? JW oh. Marriott's selling out. That's Down, where I'm downtown at. is dead right now. So I'd say still boarded up. Yeah, um, I don't know. Do it. No one Do you think? Yeah, no one's using it anyway. I mean, it's yeah, why not? You know those hotels are lobbying for it. Oh yeah. Cuz you got 68 like say they do the full bracket, right? 68 teams. That's going to put that that's going to fill up mm-hmm. the majority of hotels downtown, yeah. I would think. I mean, now basketball squads are uh considerably oh. smaller than any other sport but you got a lot of support staff yeah you got a lot of pr people travel people the whole nine so but college students i feel like if we can trust anyone to play it safe follow the mm-hmm. rules i think mm-hmm. that bringing in a whole boatload of of college students uh, yep, and packing them to, into hotels like that's going to yeah. work out well. I think eighteen to twenty-two year old males are are definitely where we want to like the foundation on which we want to build our healthy house in. Yeah, uh, upon for it's, sure. It's 95 percent of our founding fathers were eighteen to twenty-two years old. That's correct. They were all under twenty-five when the brain is fully developed, for sure. Right. Yeah. Which is why we got the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. Bada boom. Well, hey, guys, uh, we're running short on time here, but what's this uh, deal with Gordon Gordon Hayward? <laughs> Gordon Hayward of Butler fame. Yeah. He uh, opted out of his contract, which was Snoop hit me with it, 34.7? 34.7 million. $34.7 million to walk away from the Boston Celtics and his former coach, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, <laughs> and he's a, he's a free agent. 
I don't get it. I don't either, man. It so makes this no is, sense. This is where we do the full-on sports radio thing. I don't get it, but I don't. I, wah, wah. I don't understand. So he signed a max contract in 2017, four years. Opts out of his final year to become a free agent. People smarter than us have said he basically has three options. He has two teams who have the salary cap room to sign him. He can re-sign with the Celtics for a lower price but longer, or he can go on a sign-in trade where the Celtics sign him and then trade him to a team with with less cap space. Which right now is Atlanta and New York? Atlanta and New York have the most cap space, yeah. So I don't... Because um, they're terrible. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, you underpay your players. Okay. <laughs> um, well, that explains your 12 wins. Um, I don't, I don't understand the economics of it. I guess this is, uh, this is, this is us for the next six minutes showing our ignorance, but I don't understand how is one year of 35 million and then four more years of like 15 to 20 worse than like five years of $25 million. Particularly when you're on, already on a squad that's a per, uh, perennial playoff contender yeah. in the Celtics. Yeah. They're a great young team, talented team, great coach. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand it at all. It, Maybe it, we don't understand because we've never had $35 million dangled in front of us with the option of going, no thanks, well, yeah. First of all, yeah. What such what could possibly be going on that you turned down that much money? Uh-huh. You know. Secondly, my conspiracy theory is that there's got to be some kind of personal uh, problems oh. going on on the squad. Hmm. Otherwise, what are you doing? I mean, he was injured most. Hayward was injured most of last year. Came back for the playoffs. Played, I think, less than twenty minutes a game when he came back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, just even think the, he, just I don't even think he came back until the the series they were eliminated. Eastern Conference Finals. Yep, yeah. that's when he came back. He he played the first series, I believe, and then and then was out the next. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, with the 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 coach connection, uh, the uh, Danny Ainge, who has been a great GM in Boston and has gotten all kind. I mean, picked up Kimball Walker for cheap. Picked up. Uh, Marcus Smart got all these guys got a really good squad Tatum I, I just I don't get why you would want to go to New York I mean unless it's only a business and for some guys I know it is it's only about the money but I mean but the difference between money. 30 million and 35 million to be on a team where you're going to win potentially have the opportunity to win a championship or like you said snoop you're going to win 20 games i don't know man i'll take a two million dollar five million dollar hit to win 65 games over 20 mm-hmm. rowdy where are you at with this explain um, to me what happened you're the so here's i need your perspective because you're the only guy on this podcast Oh, who I has know. turned down $35 million. I'm the only real. Oh, I, I thought you were saying I was the only real man on this, on this podcast. I'm the only, uh, I'm okay. I'm that's true. Yeah. Um, explain to me how, how you came to decide to opt out and turn down all that money. It's about character. Okay. Go. I think character I, counts. That's part of it. Um, uh-huh. 
And it's also like, I mean, since the coach is Pete Buttigieg, it's like, well, might as well just quit early and try something else. <laughs> yes. If there's one guy who's going to just call it early, it's going to yeah. be Pete Buttigieg. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, is, is money the key to a happy life? Yes. $35 million is the key to a happier life. No. Yes. Yeah. No, it's not, but it sure can help. Like, I'll tell you this, guys. If ha- I had $35 million, I'd be happy as hell. This is the way I think of it. Aloe isn't the key uh, to to curing a burn, but it sure does help. Haters. Haters. Taters. Taters. That's right. It's time for the surest thing in podcasting served up for your consumption. Mother covered, chopped and chewed. It's Rowdy. Hey, Rowdy, how, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. Let's Man, get into good. it. What's what's up? What's up? What we got going? What's cooking this week? How'd I do? <laughs> not not a lot. Thanks for asking. I'm doing fine. Uh, family's good. Well, I don't uh, do small talk. <laughs> you do. It's all You're about all ben, Benny's. It's, it's yeah. all about. It's all, yep. Yep. Got to get them pixels in. Yeah. Uh, well, Rowdy, you had kind of a mixed week last week. How so? Uh, well, you were you were three and two for the week. Let's let's go over your picks. What you had last week? You had yeah. on Thursday night. You had Indianapolis going to Tennessee Nissan Stadium. It was a pick'em. Yeah. So you picked it. You picked Tennessee. Uh, Indy actually won that game 34 17. So that's going to be an, that's going to be a loss. I have oh. a, I have a win marked down here. I'm going to have to switch that up. Oh, did I do? Uh, uh, yeah, that's okay. This was the first time you've ever read this. No, <laughs> Indy won, dude. I know, but he picked Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure Sorry, Rowdy. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. Two and three. <laughs> yep. Uh, Sunday, the one o'clock. That, that was the pick'em. <laughs> yeah, the second one's actually wrong too. I see. <laughs> Houston, Cleveland. Cleveland was a three-point favorite. You picked Cleveland. Cleveland won ten-seven. I don't know why it says Houston won. Okay. Cleveland definitely won that game because uh, uh, Nick Chubb ran out of bounds at the one-yard line to kill the clock. It could have been seventeen. Seven, you got the three points, uh, so that's a win. Well, you're back to three and two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's actually a push, but we're gonna call it a win because I don't want to get into it. Right. <laughs> Sunday four o'clock. Denver went to Las Vegas. You pick Las Vegas as a four and a half point favorite. They covered thirty-seven twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a win. Sunday eight o'clock. Baltimore and New England squared off with Baltimore. Being the seven-point favorite, you picked. You're going to be shocked here. You picked mm-hmm. the favorite. You picked Baltimore. They lost 23-17, mm-hmm. so that's going to be an L for you. And finally, Monday in prime time, Minnesota Vikings and Chicago Bears. You picked Minnesota as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Minnesota won that game 19-13, so that's a win. Oh, so you did end up. You, you did end up three and two for the week. Okay. Not in not in the way that we originally thought, but hey, you got there. So congrats. Rowdy's misunderstanding be... of the system is rubbing off on me, I think, when I put these scores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That could be. It confuses me. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, so this week, you ready for the games? Yeah, let's do it. Arizona Cardinals go to Seattle uh, to face off against the Seahawks with the 12th man on the bench sidelined for this one as there's no fans allowed in the stadium. Ooh, Seattle true. is a... Do they pump in crowd noise? They do not pump in on crowd the noise. Yes, they do. Yeah, yep, yep. Okay. And this yeah. is going to be an interesting one, Rowdy, because we're recording on Thursday, so this game has already happened. That's correct. Yep, they're both six and three. Oh. Winner takes so control of the NFC the West. It's in the consciousness, Rowdy. Come on. Yep. Seattle is a three-point favorite. Rowdy, who do you have? Uh, will you tell me if I got it right? Eventually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, not, if not now, then next week. Uh, you nailed it, buddy. It is Seattle. They won the game 28 And did I cover you did cover. Yep. Yes. Covered 28-21. They won the game. Uh, it was kind of a nail-biter, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins had that huge uh, Hail Mary pass oh, at the end of last week's incredible. game. It looked like they were going to get uh, dramatic this week again. Lo and behold, they couldn't convert on uh, fourth and 10 with 37 seconds left. So Ooh, they yeah. did lose the game. 28-21. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Green Bay. The Packers come all the way down to Indianapolis to visit our hometown Colts. Colts in this one, kind of interesting. Colts are a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Wow. Which I was surprised to hear. Uh, even with Phillip Rivers. Rowdy, who you got? Packers. Good Packers. Now, this, this line is actually moved from two to two-and-a-half. Not that that means anything to you, but... I think it's in, uh, of note. Sunday, four o'clock, Miami, and the six and three Dolphins. Okay, uh, go all the way to Mile High to Denver to face the three and six Broncos. The Broncos are three and a half point home underdog in this one. Wow, Roddy, who, who you Against got? The Dolphins. Oh. Two attack yeah. of Iowa coming into Mile High. Yep. He's he's two and zero as a starter, and they are on top of the AFC East at this point. Mm, okay, we'll go Dolphins. 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 Yeah, you're oh, surprising I... me again by picking all the favorites. <laughs> I just I, I like I've... I like to pick the best teams. Yeah, I think I've uh, see that's where the spread comes in, buddy. Mm. You don't pick the best teams; you pick the team that you think is going to be on the right side of the spread. I understand, but. We'll, see, we'll, we'll, it. we'll compare we'll compare scores at the end of the season and see how much better I did than you. Sure, sure. I'd love that. Kansas City goes to Las Vegas, the new black hole. Oh man, I don't know what to do about this game. Two of my favorite teams. Yes, two of your favorite teams of the same division. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just infuriating. Um Kansas Kansas. Kansas. Who what's the spread? The spread is eight. Kansas eight. City, minus, Kansas City uh, minus eight. Yep. Wow, that's a pretty big spread for being in Las Vegas. I'm yeah, gonna say Kansas. against against the spread. Kansas City has not done well. They're six hey guys, and three I'm, ATS. I'm, I'm gonna say Kansas. Guys. You keep saying Kansas City, but we're seeing if maybe leading Kansas, we could, we could talk you out of that. But and finally Monday in prime time. On ESPN, not a sponsor. The Los Angeles Rams go 
three time zones away to Tampa Bay, oh, turn, uh, Tampa. championship city to face off against the Buccaneers. Las Ve- uh, Los Angeles is a four-point favorite in this one. What? Roddy, who you got? No, sorry, I got that backwards. Thank you for checking that. Yeah, I, was, I, what? I, I highlighted the wrong. Uh, highlighted the wrong. We're good. Call them there. Tampa is a four-point favorite. Yeah. Tampa as a city. Mm-hmm. Over Los Angeles. This has what been. Do you like? This has Tampa, been Los Angeles, both on the water. Can I yeah, give you? But can in, I give you in in, tw- in 2020? This is Tampa's year. This was yep. this was the year that Tampa was born for. So I'm going to say it's probably Tampa. You know, you're you're just saying that in jest, Rowdy. But I have a sinking, bad feeling that Tampa is going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I. And, and yeah, you do say that in jest, but I do think that's generally true. Like, yeah, well, maybe you don't because. If there's any state that embodies all things 2020, it oh, would be Florida. Yeah. Florida man. And sure. the capital of Florida is Tampa. Yes. The spiritual capital. Well, it's there. Yeah. Thank you. The Thank spiritual you. capital of, of Florida is Tampa. I won $100 once by uh, arguing with someone that the capital of uh, Florida, they thought it was Jacksonville, and I said, I'll bet you $100 it's Tallahassee. Tallahassee, yeah. But that uh, bet was never paid. So <laughs> I didn't well, really win. Uh, just bragging rights. It, first off, to be clear, that bet was not with me. No, it and was I know that. Look, I was just, I was wondering. It that. was not. It was not. For two, for two reasons, I know that bet was not with me. One, I'm... I'm not dumb enough to think that the capital of anything would yeah. ever be Jacksonville. Yeah, right. <laughs> and two, if it was a bet with me, you would get paid eventually. Yes. B- bar tabs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Bar tabs and fantasy football. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Buy it. But, it right. but, but, but we get there. But we get there. Yeah. Hey, incrementalism. We all That's live right. by it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> not You can't get everything all at once. That's right. Yeah. All right. So here we go. This You're is what you paid me for trying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Thursday, you picked Seattle over Arizona. And not only uh, did you pick Seattle, but you were right, sir. Yes. Uh, Sunday, one o'clock, you have Green Bay facing Indianapolis, and you have Green Bay winning that one plus two and a half. Miami over. Oh, you didn't pick all favorites. Wow. This is something new. Miami over Denver. Uh, minus three and a half. Kansas City minus eight over Las Vegas. I cannot believe that you went there. Yeah. And finally, Tampa Bay at home minus four against the Rams. You have Tampa Tom in Championship City. Haters. Bonus time, Rowdy. What's next? All right. So uh, the Pacers, I learned, have a new head coach, Nate mm-hmm. Bajorkgren. And he is Close. as as I don't know if you can hear me shaking my head, but yeah, I heard it. <laughs> as one of my coworkers uh, described him, he looks like your your high school econ teacher mm-hmm. uh, is now a basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one of the fun things that the Pacers uh, did to help introduce. Coach Bajork, Coach Bajorkson, Bajorkgren, <laughs> to the city 
is create a uh, social post where they listed Nate Bajorkin's favorite things. So I just wanted to kind of run through this list and 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 see what you you guys thought about this. So the first first on the list, favorite TV what? shows, anything my kids are watching. <laughs> Terrible Wrong. answer. Wrong. I I have two children. Snoop, you have children. Mm-hmm. I have three. Usually, the worst thing you could possibly be watching is anything your kids are watching, with very with very few exceptions. Um, yeah. so, so they, they, my kids only watch about three shows, but the only reason that those shows ever come on is because I want to sit down and read something, and I right. need twenty eight minutes to do yep. it. Exactly. Yeah, what were you guys watching the other day when I texted you about a game and you're like, nope, we're not watching that game. We're watching this. And you sent me a picture of it. And it's some kind of computer generated animated show. Oh, man, I don't know. What is that? I have to look. I don't know what it was, but it made me sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's that's strike one against Coach Bajorkskren. Because yeah. first of all, this proves to me he's a liar. Um, well, we're on pace for a coach, uh, Pacers coach, so here we go. All right, next up, favorite movie, The Matrix. Yeah. I mean, no, worse, but that's kind of lame. I think how old, it's how funny. old is he? He looks like he's I don't know, maybe uh, five, five, five to ten years older than us. So fifty. Okay. Um, he would. Yeah, he's yeah, no, yeah. Come to terms with the fact you're almost 40 and then answer yeah, the question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd say I'd say I'd say mid to late forties, yeah. I I'd feel pretty confident. Matrix is his favorite movie. Yeah, because it's so deep. Oh well, mm-hmm. it's it's a fun movie. The first one okay, I'll give him that. Uh second uh, or next uh favorite book, Into the Wild. No. All right, okay, crack that's hour, crack hour. Yeah, that's a pretty good book. It is a good book. I haven't read that one, but I've read some of his other books. And, Into yeah, thin air. Right. yeah. What's all the right. one you like about uh, a banner of banner uh, of under the banner, banner of heaven? Under the banner of heaven about the Mormons. That yep. was a good book. I read that. Yep. Uh, favorite food: pizza. Lame. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? The only I, correct I, answer is Mexican food. Hmm. I, yeah, beans I'd and pr- rice are good. Yeah. Favorite music artist: Rowdy. What? Why? What do you got? What's what, your favorite for favorite food? food? I'd say I would say I'd say pizza is an acceptable answer just because you can do it's kind of like Mexican food. It's like it can mm-hmm. be anything you want it to be. You know what I mean? Well, I can't. I mean, basically, it's pizza. It's an open face sandwich. It's an open. Yeah. It's an open face stromboli. Is what yeah. it, is. it can really a, just be that. The crust is just a frame for whatever artwork you want to create. Inside. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Hi. Favorite music artist? Oh, Reed Drake. Michael Jackson. Oh, that's a win. Mm. Okay. In this now, economy, canceled. Hey, so loser, it's a win. Mm. So fair. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Coach Bjorkson uh, Grin started off the list pretty Sorry, poorly. did you call him Bjorkson Grin now? Yeah. Every time he said <laughs> <laughs> so he's, did you just so add letters? Started out, he started out just lying to the public. And then started off a little shaky, improved, and then this is where it starts to take a nosedive. So no, favorite okay. favorite board game, Monopoly. Nope. With my kids. Oh, damn. Okay. Nope. So, <laughs> the, yeah. So Mon- Monopoly, first of all, 
according to boardgamegeek.com, it's it's rated a 4.4 out of 10. Some of the reviews say, wow. um, many of us consider Monopoly a bad game for the following reasons. One, the game can be solved by simply trading early and controlling the housing supply. Two, it can take many, many hours consisting of minimal, obvious procedural decision-making. The only minor uncertainty is whether or not you can convince people to make trades that are not in their own best interest. It's like an eight-hour version of tic-tac-toe where you are forced to shame your friends and family for being poor. Mm. Um, yeah. So what's your guy's favorite board game? Um, we've been playing one recently called Labyrinth that is mm. pretty easy kids game. You just kind of move pieces around. Uh, that? Find treasures uh no <laughs> it's a germ it's a german it's a german game and there's another one we have called blocus or blocus or something like blocus that. yeah that's we, pretty fun yeah about you snoop where are you at on board games with the kids no just favorite in uh, does it have to have a board mm, yes uh pass actually and, sequence is pretty good it's a board game sequence is fun i gotta go with risk one, I was going to say, one, oh, of my yeah, fa- one of my favorite board game memories is coming over while you guys were playing Risk. <laughs> I remember this. And, and then I sat in a chair next to the table and just read a book about 9-11 conspiracies. Yep. Yeah. Must yeah, have been no. in my house. <laughs> yeah, it yep. was. Risk, risk is solid. <laughs> risk is very solid. Risk is a great game. It's uh, a, it's a, but that's more of a commitment. It's more of a lifestyle commitment. It's, it's less of a board game. Yes. There was another another favorite board game memory was um th- there was one I think it was a new on New Year's one one year um some some college friends not you guys were getting together to play Axis and Allies and oh, started pretty early in the day and I I came over at like three in the afternoon or something like that and again basically when people are playing board games i don't play the game i just hang out right in magazines or whatever yeah um this game went on um long enough that like we they finally took a break we went out and got taco bell came back they kept playing it was finally about 2 a.m and it reached a point where they had played for so long that instead of there being a winner, the game had basically just reset to where everyone was back in their starting positions from the beginning of the day. <laughs> and I think someone flipped the board, but yeah, it was, uh, that, that was a pretty fun, uh, yeah. board game moment to be around. Well, anyway, so Nate Bjorkson, Bjorkson, Terrible choice for favorite board game, but he let's see how he finishes the list. Favorite right, song. Yeah. So he already said his favorite music artist is Michael Jackson. His favorite song. Canceled. We Built This City by Starship, well, which hmm. has been rated the worst song of all time. The Pacers are going to win 15 games this season. <laughs> I don't know if this guy's just... Is he, is he trolling us? Stuff up. With us, right? I mean... Starship because it, it, it goes it goes back and forth between these kind of he throws his kids in here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if to like feign sincerity, I don't know, for his terrible choices. Oh, um God. but yeah, I don't know. I mean, this this is a it's a like I said, it, it has been voted one of the worst songs. In fact, 
I think Blender Blender Magazine in 2004 ranked it the worst song of all time. Which wow, <laughs> actually the lyrics for it I didn't realize this. The lyrics to that song were written by uh, uh, Bernie Taupin that writes all of Elton John's Elton John, lyrics. Yeah. But it was kind of it was like this song that he um, had essentially like thrown away started to write and and uh apparently sounded really different it was like kind of a dark song um about how the club life in la was being killed off and and so bands didn't have a place to play anymore and uh a pop uh big time pop producer got a hold of the demo and then wrote a new chorus and completely changed the song and uh, he called Bernie Toppin and was like, hey, I wrote a chorus. Is that okay with you? And Bernie Toppin said, yeah, but I don't want to write any more lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that was the song. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, so I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know how to feel about this new coach. Part of me, I feel like these, if we're comparing him to a high school econ teacher, these are like the perfect high school econ teacher answers. Um but I don't know. I just don't know what to think. The guy's an enigma, so we'll have to see. Um, that's that's a terrible. I can't. How is that your favorite song? Yeah, that's bad, man. That's not going to do it. I don't know. Especially the only your other favorite here... artist is Michael Jackson, and then you go to Starship. Yeah, here's the other thing I was wondering: is maybe he's like maybe he sees it as like, you know, is this one of his weird, like coach rallying cries? Like we're going to rebuild this program, like at the Pacers, like we're going to build this city. We're going to build this city up. Like, do you think it's in his brain? He's like, yeah, this could be like our theme, our theme song. We built this city. I don't for know. The, if they start this playing season. this song during Pacer games, I'm going to lose my mind. Because <laughs> I watch a lot of Pacer games, and I do not want to hear Starship uh-huh. eighty-two times next uh-uh. year. Man, how how accurate? How how much of this did he actually think about? Do you think? What do you Robbie? mean? Like, like, did he actually? It, how much is trolling? How much is like you said? It kind of went up and down. Well, okay. Um, so here's here's the here's how I imagine this went. Okay, yes. He's <laughs> take he's, me there. He's sitting take in his me there. He's, he's sitting in his office trying to do important uh-huh. coach things, and then um, uh, there's st- nothing that's st- important. Stefan, Stefan from the social media team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stefan pop, popped but in spelled a- like. But spelled like Steven. Yeah. yeah. Just exactly yeah. the same. Popped yeah. in the door. Or maybe it's Michael, but it's spelled M-I-K-A-L. Um, yeah. He he kind of leans in the door and, uh, hey, coach, uh, we're working on the social post. And then these were the these were the answers that he just like pumped out to get uh, Stefan Michael um, out of his. Well, he, I would say out of his hair. He has no hair. Um <laughs> So this is so you're saying this is very similar to the story that I've told on this show, I'm sure, before of my dad filling out my little league baseball card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
And for the, uh, for those of you who haven't heard this, oh my god! Um, when we were in Little League, you had the option on Picture Day to get your own trading cards, and on the back of the trading cards, you would fill out your instead of stats, it would be like um, f- favorite food, favorite player, favorite team, and my dad's going through there and he says, you know, who's your favorite player? Luckily he didn't ask what my birthday was, but he said, who's your favorite player? I said, Jose Canseco. He said, how do you spell that? Oh, I'm like seven years old. I was like, I don't know. And he goes, Bo Jackson. And he writes in Bo Jackson. I mean, not a bad substitute, but yeah. Yeah. Who's, what's your favorite food? Chicken Alfredo. How do you spell it? I don't know. Subway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a, yeah. So uh, maybe maybe Stefan took the same yeah same approach. He's like, all right, I'll just yeah, whatever. That's fine. Yeah, that's my favorite song. Keep moving. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I hope they do this again because I want to. I want to find out more of this guy's favorites because that that was a wild ride. I think, I think instead of doing this again, like don't ask him the open-ended questions. Yeah. I think if you do this again, and maybe we should send an email to him and just like ask him, be like, you said your favorite song is Starships. We built the city on rock and roll. Is that still your favorite song? Right. <laughs> like clearly, just double check. clearly coach, you made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. So, we, right. Yeah, that's, that's that. true. Like, yeah. Cause it could have been like, Hey, what was your favorite song? when you were five yeah yeah what's what's someone's what's the funniest favorite song you can think of what's the one favorite song no one says it's like my theory that no one's favorite band is zz top like no one's ever said my favorite band is zz top yeah those words have never been uttered yeah that's that's a good point but i and, and that's a band that probably has like 30 top 10 hits yeah yeah, but no one has ever said. Right. No one in no sentence sincerely has been said. <laughs> My favorite band is ZZ Top. So maybe it's the same sort of thing. Maybe he just misheard him. Let's hope. Well, that's it. We did it. We did sports episode 166. As always, I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey, Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner, Brandon Casburn, food editor, Dennis Chu, and the honorary ball boy this week is... Honorary ball boy this week is 21-year-old Chris Nickish, who was the first person to ever finish an Ironman race with Down syndrome. He completed the Ironman race, which is a 2.4-mile swim, a 112-mile bike ride, and a 26.2-mile run in 13 hours. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations, sir. Um, got bad news. Not going to change anything on this podcast specifically, but I just noticed that my garage band crashed at some point <laughs> during during this recording. Just want to make you guys cool. Just want to make you guys aware of that. Don't know when that happened. Oh man! You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sportsportsportspod at gmail with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? Are we rolling?
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.